It's lunchtime in Central Texas. Live at one of the year's biggest events. As you can see, the crowd is going wild. Let's see who will have their cake and eat it, too. It's time for the press box. What are we having? Uh, just your standard regular lunch, I guess. Milk? I can read. PB and J with the crusts cut off. Well, Brian, this is a very nutritious lunch. All the food groups are represented. Did your mom marry Mr. Rogers? Uh, no, Mr. Johnson. Oh. Here's your host, Ward White and Cameron Stewart, along with Aaron Sexton. Uh, it is lunchtime in Central Texas here on this Thirsty Thursday. And I'm thirsty. <laughs> You're thirsty. <laughs> Imagine that. But do you know what I'm thirsty for? Um, Radio I do magic. not. Realignment. 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 Boy, do we have the drink for you, Steph? <laughs> what are you thirsty for? Well, maybe a rock star. Another well, one. <laughs> you, you have that. I know. I'm just thirsty for. I need a monster, but that's okay. Uh, I'll get you one. No, you won't. Oh, please. I get you <laughs> monsters all the time. I know. You take good care of me. I know. You yeah. and Aaron. Yes, you and do. And Cam. Yes, you do. Like y'all's mamas. How we uh, need around here. <laughs> you do. Yeah. How long how long have you been on the Googles this morning? Well, actually a long time because okay. I got something to talk about that I didn't even know was out there. All right. That's good. So, I like I that. I probably need to do some more research. Well, you'll have some time here in a minute. I will. Okay. We're looking forward to it. This is going to okay. be the double check. It's, it's double the check. most anticipated segment in ESPN Ooh. is Stephanie Sports Talk with the Googles. I know. All my six fans, listen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start counting us, I'm, right? I'm, oh, God. I'm going to start Yeah, if my, you count us, you only got three, so you're in trouble. Okay, I have 10. <laughs> we added one in there, too. <laughs> I do have people, actually, believe it or not, we do have people in Dallas that actually stream yeah. and download the app. So if you're out there listening. My son's listening right now. Mm-hmm. In and your dad, Park. probably. And dad, yeah. Mm-hmm. I Hello, got people dad. listening. I got people down in Austin that listen to me. That's a good way to plug it. So if you're just driving on your lunch break today and you want to listen to us at work, you can do that. You can download. You can. You can. Com and the app and yep. You can. Or, or if you're just traveling down the uh-huh. the spine of I-35. Yes. You can listen. You really? can listen all so, the way up and down I-35. You can listen at your lunch hour or you can listen in your office. Only because we have Stephanie Sports Talk. I know. Because that's, that's what makes it so good. <laughs> Carrying us today. What can I say? I love me some me. <laughs> I know that's right. I'm just kidding. Yeah. But anyways, there's a little plug for the app. Mm. You like that? Syntax I like it a lot. That's, that's pro right there. That's I'm a professional. That's professional. I don't want to say it's Christmas Day. But it is. I'll say it's it's happy birthday. Fun. Okay. It's Christmas Day is... When you wake up and we get to the championship week and we start playing football at AT&T Stadium and we've got games from Wednesday through Saturday. To me, that's Christmas Day in high school football. Today is birthday day. And there's coaches out there that are saying, 
Oof. What ain't? <laughs> My birthday was not so good this year because of realignment. Every two years we go through this with the UIL, and it is Cam. Is it the most anticipated day every two years in Texas high school football? Now look, I know volleyball and basketball and track and baseball all get in, in some of the in some of the levels they get a different district, mm-hmm. and I think it's smart by the UIL travel wise to do the different districts yeah. they do that for a reason because of the tuesday saturday setup but for football there's a couple we're going to talk about that i kind of scratch my head and go okay it, it could be a fun district but it also could be you're gonna have to get on a bus and you're gonna yeah. have to ride a yellow dog for a lot of miles yeah and thankfully, around here, there are some that are the opposite, where they're a little bit tighter. They, they, they this, got a, their circle got smaller. This feels like a more wacky realignment. I mean, they're always wacky, right? Maybe it's just the prisoner of the moment. But this feels like a wacky day hmm. because of really, we're, we're, we'll get into this more, but there's one district that's almost entirely here within 50 minutes. And then, of course, we had all eyes on where Midway was going to go. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about that for a week and a half. Kinda knew about how big I kind of knew that was going to go the way it did. I really did. It's big. A- especially after the hire of Joe Gillespie. I- I'm not saying that Joe Gillespie had any insight, but I'm saying that it it's probably a better situation for Waco Midway than what a lot of people anticipated going back up there. Again, it goes back to the travel, what we just talked about of, hey, it's not just Friday night. It's Thursday night with a JV. Yep. And it's the freshman football that have to go up there. It's basketball, baseball, both softball Mm -hmm. that have to go up there. and, And let's face it, that's... That's a financial burden on a school district to try to have to travel that far. It really is. Yeah. Parents, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. I didn't think about that. Thank you. And, yep. Um, And I think about it for, like, other sports specifically, because football, you can watch a lot of film. But, like, baseball, you got to go out and scout a team. You know, sometimes you're you're driving two, two and a half hours for a game that's, that's not even yours, you know, in the middle of the week. So, it, it It is, and I think the UIL the last realignment changed it to where they do a football-specific and a basketball-specific, and then everyone else right. is kind there, of lumped there's together. There's different districts is, for basketball and baseball yeah. and football that are separated because of travel. Mm-hmm. I mean, the UIL changed that. It's not like the old days, and I don't know if you you ever saw it, but back in the day, if you walked in the UIL office before realignment, you would look at a map, and they would have pins on the map, and then they would have rubber bands around all, all yeah. these pins to try to figure out, okay, what's the best travel for this district and these schools? I mean, they really did their due diligence, yeah, but it was not computerized or anything. It was all rubber bands, and they were trying to figure out how this was going to work. Now, look. You get out to West Texas, 
which I've all seen. All bets are off. It's bad, man. It, all bets are off. It's just a real tough. I, I used to cover out in the Permian Basin, which is like a, a radius of about a three, three-and-a-half-hour drive is what we <laughs> covered out there. And that's the ones I'm always interested in because there's there's just no perfect way to do it. No. You know, we're going to talk about this Waco region in, in 4A2 that is all within 50 minutes. Um, and on a good region out there, your closest is 50 minutes. Yeah. In you fact, guys, I saw Andrews actually opted, or their district opted to not do round robin. It's a four-team district. And so with that, they now have to have seven non-district games, and one of them already scheduled is 500 miles away. So that's just, it's crazy out there. Yeah. That's like half a day of travel. It's a, it, I mean, half it's incredible. Day. Seriously. <laughs> it's, let's get on a plane type. Like, that's that's insane, man. That's a lot of miles. Let's get into From here it a little bit. About three UIL realignment. Of a day. We'll yeah. start in six man, and that's one eight division one, and district eleven is really kind of a a good district. Really, if you look at it, yep. you got Abbott, Aquila, Coolidge, Golson, and Penelope. I mean, you have to look at that as okay. That's Abbott's district to win. Yeah, but anything can happen that's any given bad. year. But that's that's not a bad district. That's not bad at all. No, no. Um, I do because I'm not up on my six man board, so I have to apologize. That's fine. Was Abbott in that district with Italy last year, or not? Sorry, not Italy. Um, Oglesby last year. Oglesby, Oglesby. Yeah. yes. Okay, so that's that's a change because they go up to one A D two in six man. Oglesby does. Okay. Yes, they, they do. They've got a little bit more trouble. Oglesby's but. over in District 14 with Cransville Gap, Evant, Mullen, Oglesby, and Pretty, which I think, and look, this is real early, but I think Oglesby is the favorite going into that one. Uh, also in District they 11, Bluffdale, yeah. Iredale, Copperell, Morgan, and the three-way school, which is the three-way school is right outside of Stephenville in between Stephenville and Glenrose. Um, and that's a relatively new school to six-man football. So that's that's going to be interesting. Bluffdale, I, I think, may have a a chance there, but Iredale is going to be someday something they have to deal with. Let's move to Conference Two A Division One, and one that caught my eye was District Seven: Axtell, Boxyville, Dawson, Italy, Itasca, the Wampus Cats, which Whoops. is the best mascot in the state of Texas. Maybe in the United <laughs> States, Raya Vista, the Eagles, and Valley Mills. That is going to be That's a, lot of a very competitive district in District 7 coming up next season. Yeah, that's tough. I, I feel for Bosqueville in that one <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> man. Uh, it's, that's uphill sledding. But Axtell coming off a, a terrific year last year, obviously Valley Mills. Uh, really rallied in the second half of the mm-hmm. season last year. Italy has a good team. Um, that That's a good look. Uh, Itasca, Tevin Reese, the former Baylor great, uh, coaching out there. Um, that This is a fun kind of, you know, if we're, we're going to talk about that 4AD2, that Waco Metro, this is a little bit of Waco country district right there. Yeah. You're out in the country, but they're not that... They're not that far away, a lot of these. so District 13 in Class 2A Division One. You have Bruceville, Eddie, Crawford, Marlin, Moody, Riesel, and Rosebud Lot. Tough district. That's, that tough. Is, that, That's a brutal district. I, I'm just going to say it. That's a coin flip. 
Uh, like that is an absolute coin flip. I I don't know it that I can put a stamp on any one of those and say, okay, that's your district champion, and everybody else is fighting for second place. I don't believe that in that district. I think that that is going to be a fun district to watch. I like Marlon and, in that one. Bring I, a lot of guys back. I I do. I mean. And that's because yeah. I got to see them for three playoff games last year up close and personal, probably. Let's go to 2A Division Two, District 10. Bremont, Chilton, Frost, Goldthwaite, Hubbard, Mart, Meridian, and Wortham. You have a favorite? We know who one? everybody's chasing. <laughs> Mart. <laughs> we know who everybody's chasing in that district, right? Right. But Bremont being in that same district with Mart? I mean, there's been some history with Bremont, right? Yeah, yeah. They could don't forget about Chilton. Don't forget about Chilton. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Exactly. I mean, it's I mean, there's that could be some I, I think that that is the most stacked district in two A Division two, in my opinion. Am I wrong? Ooh. Is there I, another I one that you look that. at? No. Can you can you look at another one and say, okay, I mean, I, I know you kind of have to give the mark the, the the nod to Mart because of the fact of who the Panthers are, right? Yeah. And until right. until proven wrong, you got to say, okay, that it's the Panthers district. But I think I think it's closer than it has been when you look at this district for the Panthers. That that's what I was going to ask is the competition that Mart's had. I mean, I, I look out west. I like. These are teams I'm familiar with. Wink and McCamey are always in the same district, yeah. and that's really fun. But we know, I mean, with those West Texas teams, when it gets to round three at best, it's it's kind of over. Um, Albany, I, I don't really see a lot in, in that district with, with Hamlin and Cross Plains and Winters. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I think this is as competitive a district as Mart has had in a couple of years here. I think so. I, I think you're right. I, I still think, think it's them on. and everyone else, but <laughs> that's... And At competition can make you a better team. Well, it it can. I mean, if you if you get tested in district play when you get into the playoffs, it absolutely can make a difference going through the playoffs. Maybe that puts them over the top. It's been a couple years for Mark. Absolutely, three A Division One. Interested in this district: mm-hmm. Grandview, Grosbeck, Maypearl, Mahia, West, and Whitney in District Five. Mm. I, I think you look at Grandview and West as being the two leaders yeah. in that in football right now, but it also is going to be a situation where, okay, who has the better night, Grandview or West, on that night to be the district champion? Yeah, I mean, it's those two and everyone else. I, I You got some plucky teams in there, Grossbeck. But didn't Whitney oh, go to yeah, playoffs uh, last year? They did. They did, yep. So, yep. you know. They did. They might but be contender. I don't. I. I'm just glad that Whitney and West are out of the district with the Dallas A Plus Academy. I, yeah, that was silly. It was ridiculous. That yeah. was silly. There's so many schools around here, they could have been in the district. I mean, that district is now Dallas A Plus, Dallas like Oak Cliff, Dallas Madison, Palmer, Pilot Point, Pottsboro, and Winsboro and Whitesboro. Excuse me. Um, that's probably a better district for all those schools, and it's a better district for the Grandview Zebras and the West Trojans as well. District 11 in Class 3A Division yes. One: Cameron Yo, Franklin, Little River, McGregor, Rockdale, and Troy. Good luck. That's pretty good. <laughs> good luck. That's the one I circled. That one. <laughs> Lorena doesn't have to deal with a lot of that anymore. I mean, they've got a good district themselves, but that is – that's Ooh, a, that is tough. That may be one of the best districts in the state of Texas yeah. 
any division as far as night in and night out, how is this going to unfold? I I think that that is going to be so intriguing to watch. I'm feeling for my yeoman. They need a <laughs> they need a bounce back, and this is the district they got. Oof, Maron, uh, that's that's tough. I mean, any any district at the three A level with Franklin is tough sled. Well, it is. I mean, it we is. saw Lorena win it last year, but it took ending almost a fifty game winning streak to do it. I think it was forty five game winning streak. But you got I, some tough I, teams in there too with McGregor and Troy. Yeah, I just think that there's any given night. I mean, that may be. That may be the high school equivalent of Big 12 basketball. Almost, yeah. Yeah. I mean, really. You look at it, I I don't think that there's any game you can go into. You have to kind of give the nod to Franklin because until proven otherwise. But I'm not so sure that any one of these teams can't come up and say, hey, it's our night. And yeah, like I I joke about the Yeoman, Cameron Yo, but... And they've had a lean few years here, but would it surprise you if they're a playoff team any given year? No, like they're absolutely always, they, not. They've had that kind of tradition don't um, forget that they about always Troy. can turn it around. And, and Troy, don't forget I, about I think Troy. Troy's the second best behind Franklin in the district. Yeah, could be fun. Anyway, could be absolutely something to uh, keep an eye on. We'll get into some more of these realignments as the only guy. That was more sitting on pins and needles than Cameron and I will join us next. That's Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Magazine. We'll talk about this realignment more coming up next on the Press Box. Baylor, Big 12 Basketball on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor men back home in the Farrell Center on Saturday hosting Iowa State. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Follow the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Pat Nunley and John Morris here on the flagship station for Baylor Basketball, ESPN Central Texas. At Kalea Wealth Management, we believe in growth. Whether you're expanding your business or planning for the future, we're here to build a relationship with you and provide a clear path toward your financial goals because growing together is success. Kalea Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. For our client relationship summary disclosures, please visit UBS.com slash relationship summary. Hey, the all-new Volkswagen of Waco. We are the used car superstore. And right now we have probably the best selection between Dallas and Austin. Hey, look, it's not just Volkswagens. We've got them all. Fords and Chevys and Dodges, Toyotas, Hondas, Nissans, lots more. Bigger selection, better prices, and easy credit. You just pick it out, we'll find a way to work it out. Volkswagen of Waco and VolkswagenWaco.com. Hey, it's a better place. It's a better way to buy a car. Is it time to upgrade your garage, barn, shed, or warehouse with a new garage door? Vectors with windows. Free estimates are available, and all calls are answered by an operator 24-7. Precision Garage Door Service, 1100 Jewel Drive, Waco, 254-522-9657, and at PrecisionDoorCentralTX.com. Ask about their financing options. Your home for the world champion Texas Rangers, ESPN Central Texas. 
Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Han, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at MyTotalOffice.com. Are you sick and tired of those achy joints? Dread the idea of surgery. You need to call QC Kinetics today. It is Matt Mosley. I know what it's like to have neck pain. The state of health care is always changing. The old ideas like steroids and surgery are no longer your only options. Regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics is transforming lives with innovative, non-surgical, drug-free treatments that deliver lasting results. This is a revolutionary approach that can get you long-term relief with no downtime. Make 2024 the year you reclaim your mobility. Reclaim your independence. Walk and run and play and live without the danger and trauma of surgery and without harmful drugs. Call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation. Call 254-415-4100. QC Kinetics. 254-415-4100. Every day, InCommons Bank strives to be the best community bank in Central Texas. Each of their six Central Texas locations have a proud history in the communities they serve. In addition, InCommons Bank offers modern-day services to their customers, including mobile banking, where you can access your account night or day, insurance services to make sure you are covered, competitive home mortgage loans, and free business checking. At InCommons Bank, you can open your new account online. It's quick and easy. Learn more at InCommonsBank.com. Member FDIC and Equal House. From our family to yours, La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina wants to thank Central Texas for voting them as the best of Tex-Mex restaurant for 2023. And thank you for the votes for the best of chips and hot sauce, best margaritas, best enchiladas, best queso, and the best tortillas. Making you hungry? Then stop on at La Fiesta Restaurant off Franklin Avenue in Waco. Check them out online at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. Time to talk high school football with Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. And welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. Ward White's Cameron Stewart along with you here on this. Well, it's a happy day as the UIL realignment and joining us now, Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Magazine. And Greg, did you open the bowl in the box and say, what a great day it is for Texas high school football. I, I woke up this morning, a spring in my step. I was like, oh, yeah, let's, let's, let's break open the chaos box. Let's get things, <laughs> let's get things rolling. And, and certainly, you know, every year, you know, we, we do a lot of like mock realignments on, on TexasFootball.com. There's, there's a various other outlets that do it. Um, but every year there's like two or three like – big time whoa stunner moments that come out of realignment and and that's that's what i live for it's it's this is this is a lot of fun and and i've mentioned this before it's the only day on the calendar every two years that impacts all 1250 uil texas high school football teams every single one of them has a role to play and is impacted by what happened today greg tepper managing editor of dave campbell's with us here on this uil realignment day and greg okay those whoa moments 
What was the first one that hit you right in the eyeballs? Uh, that was square in the in the face uh, is what's going on in Region 2 of 5A Division 2, where you have Port and H's Groves, the defending 5A Division 2 state champion, who you remember played in the state championship the year before, mm-hmm. swinging over across the bracket to Region 2. So, uh, like, to put this into perspective, like, uh, like essentially, imagine if a baseball team moved from the American League to the National League. That's right. basically what's happening here. And you're talking about a defending state champ. They are in the same region as the team that they have played in the state championship in the last two years, South Oak Cliff, which means that we can have a South Oak Cliff, Port Natchez Groves regional final. One of those teams, only one of those teams will make a state semifinal. That is a huge, huge stunner that hit me square in the face uh, as soon as you open realignment. Uh, there's a couple of other ones. You take a look at the district, that uh, the, the wide-ranging district uh, in, in 7-5A Division One, which stretches all the way from Joshua, which is south of Fort Worth, <laughs> all the way to Lufkin. Yeah. That's, That's the first one that jumped out on me, Greg. That's a 200-mile drive. That's a, that's a mammoth, mammoth drive. And, and, you know, certainly Lufkin's out there kind of on an island. But for them to be lumped in with a team as far west as Joshua, oh, and by the way, involving Highland Park, Red Oak, Middle Ocean, a bunch of powers, this is a, that's a huge, huge stunner, I thought. Uh, I thought there were some, some other ones as well. You take a look, especially in the Houston area, the way they were sorting out a lot of those teams. You're going to have a team like Manville playing a district game against a team like Pearland. That's massive. There's huge, huge things around that, that, that I just did not see coming in this alignment. And Greg, uh, looking at, you know, you, you mentioned some of the big moves there, but what, what team and what coaching staff is kind of heading out of Birdville with the shrugged shoulders today, thinking, oh, man, how did we get this district and not in the good oh, way? yeah. Yeah, there's there's a couple of teams. We say this every year that there's a couple of teams that always get their ox gourd, right? You know, they've got, they've got to be the uh, – yeah. they, they got to they, they wear it. Uh, and there's a couple, certainly. If you take a look at what happened – I mean, Joshua's one of them. Uh, Joshua opted up to 5A Division One for travel reasons, and then they have to get go to Lufkin. Like that's one thing that is is certainly like a, a, a big problem for them. I would also look at a team like the Mesquite schools, Mesquite and Mesquite Horn, who get dropped into that district of doom with DeSoto, Duncanville, Lancaster, who's making the move up. That is a really, really tough draw. Comanche is another one out in East Texas. My goodness, uh, the draw that they got where they get sent out to play uh, all those other uh, all those other powerhouses out there like uh, like Jim Ned uh, and, uh, and and Clyde. Uh, that is a in Sweetwater. That is a very very tough draw uh, for them. There's a few other kind of across the, across the state who really took it on the chin. Uh, but those are the ones, and and that's that's only taking into account like the district and what they're they're playing with. I would also say a team. Uh, you look at uh, some of the other teams across Central Texas uh, that I think really took it on. The, I think I think Mart came, comes away. You know, depending on what you think, they get a much tougher district draw because they get Chilton, a team they played in the state semifinal, and Bremond within their own district. But I don't know if necessarily Kevin Hoffman would say that's, a, that's bad news. Uh, this is it's, it's always interesting to see those surprises and getting sent out there. And by the way, that's only taking into account the, 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 the strength of the district. That's not taking into account things like travel, where there are some right. teams that are going to have to travel a long, long way for district contests. Uh, but there are certainly some teams that are, that are wondering, what did I do to deserve this? Looking at District 10, Greg Tapper with us in A. Campbell's Magazine here on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. District 10, 5A Division Two, Belton, Brenham, Brian Rutter, Colleen Ellison, Waco, and Waco University find themselves back in the same district after this realignment. Yeah, it's it's a real 
draw there where they, they in ten five eight division two where they kind of took uh, you know, a couple of teams from region from region one and swung them over to region three with Ellison and Waco kind of joining the party there, uh, you know, uh, joining teams like Waco University. They move over uh, from district and kind of consolidate there. I think that if you, uh, you know, if you're looking at this district, I think if you are Brenham you're, you're, and, and Belton, you're feeling like, OK, I feel like we can we can manage this. This is something that that, that we can we can uh, deal with. Uh, there's not a ton of travel involved there. That, that's something that, you know, it's not not terrible, terrible travel you're always going to drive to texas but i would say that overall when you take a look at 105a division two uh especially for the ellison and waco who are dropping down a division i would say that this is a relatively a relatively decent draw for them and that they would they've got to feel pretty good about the way they, that things went there were chances i mean there are opportunities maybe they could have gone north if mm-hmm. they went. uh they didn't and i think that's a real win for teams like waco and sticking here in Waco and looking at Midway in in uh in six A they stay in District Twelve and that was one that we were kind of worried about down here. Joe Gillespie obviously just gets the job here, and we thought that it could be District Eleven and kind of that District of Doom. Instead, they stay largely the same. Temple, some of the Colleen schools, Coppers Cove, and Bryan. We know they're towing that line all the time when it comes to those mm. the realignment every two years. But how big is that for a team that is looking to turn things around, got a new head coach in there, and is able to stay in at least a, a better district for them? Yeah, Cameron, you're spot on. This is a bullet dodged is what this is, is that I think especially when you take a look at when, when we knew that Killeen and Shoemaker were moving up to 6A, then you take a look at that and you go, okay – maybe we can squeak out of this without having to go north, without, maybe without having to go up and take on those South Dallas teams, which have been so dominant over the past couple of years. And, and luckily for Midway, I think this is a, I think they're a real winner here, not necessarily because of the, the district draw. I mean, they're going to, they're going to have their, their hands full. I mean, uh, Shoemaker is a darn good ball club. Uh, you know, they, they've got some other teams in there. I think Harker Heights is in for another big year. Uh, but what I look at is, is it's not necessarily who's in their district, but who's not in their district. And this could have been, this, could have been a disastrous day for midway and instead it's like okay we got a district good district we're gonna have to go out there and fight for it but this could have been way way worse greg tepper with dave campbell's magazine with us here on the press box on espn central texas and let's look at district three in class 6a as well as you look at crowley and north crowley being lumped into the same district but you punch in boswell mansfield mansfield lakeridge mansfield legacy and Weatherford in that district, I think this is a more competitive district and inducive to the Mansfield schools as well as the Crowley schools being kind of in there. But North Crowley probably has the upper hand in that. Yeah, I would say North Crowley probably, uh, you know, here on, on February 1st, North Crowley is probably your favorite in that district. But I will say, allow me to paint a picture here. That, that you know, like I, I know whenever realignment comes out, everyone looks for their favorite team and they, and they say, okay, well, my team got screwed or my team got, you know, <laughs> got, got a great draw. I get it. I understand that's the, that's the implication. But you need to look at this holistically and you need to look at this as far as p- pieces of the puzzle fitting together in the best way possible. There's no way to get, make everybody happy, but to make it fit in the best way possible. All that is to say, I think this is a direct result of DeSoto opting up. Here's what I mean by this, okay? The Mansfield schools were in that district of doom. They were in that district mm-hmm. where uh, they, they were with DeSoto and Duncanville, and they were kind of getting their teeth kicked in, 
right uh, every single year. Well, because you know DeSoto did turn in a five A Division one number, they decide to opt up to stay in Class six A. As a result, that makes things pretty clean on eleven six A, where the UIL says, okay, we'll plug Lancaster in there because you're right in the middle of the footprint, and then we're done. But what we're going to do is, well, with DeSoto there. We're probably going to have to move these three Mansfield schools out and find some maybe two other schools. We don't want this giant district, right? Mesquite, unfortunately, wears that one. They get they get they get caught in the crosshairs of the eleven six A thing. Instead, the Mansfield schools are now free agents, so to speak. And so the UIL probably looks at that and goes, "Okay, well, we'll pair you with with North Crowley." And so that is kind of how these things work. I thought there was a chance that the North Crowley team or that these these Crowley schools were going to make the move uh, go northeast, really, and go mm-hmm. to Arlington. But instead, they go to District 3, and I would also say that there's a, fair, there's a fair argument to be made that they get a really interesting by-district draw. It's another thing you have to keep an eye on, that they will take on teams like Eagles Trinity and South Lake Carroll in District 4 in the first round of the playoffs. It's an interesting maneuver there, but I think that you can draw the straight line back to DeSoto's decision to stay in 6A. Greg, I'm looking at my personal favorite uh, district in in the entire state, and that is 4A Division Two, District 12. I mean, talk about Super Centex. If you're going north of Austin in the Centex, these are the teams that have had the most success in the last half decade, a decade, and that's China Spring, Lorena, and La Vega. You add in some teams on the rise like Robinson and Conley, and with some moving up, some moving down, you have a region that's all within 50 minutes here in Waco. How fun is that district going to be, and, and where does that rank in kind of 4A Division Two? Uh, I'll go farther. It's it's the best district in 4A, top to bottom. Yes. I think it's the yes. deepest district in 4A. And, and it's one of the things that, like, we talk about surprises. I don't think this is necessarily a surprise because when you take a look at, at all the dots, right, just take a look at the dots, it kind of makes sense. And it's kind of a collision course for teams that are dropping down and moving up. Lorena moving up from 3A Division One, uh, China Spring and Las Vegas dropping down from 4A Division One, all settling in 4A Division Two. This makes a lot of sense. Geographically, this is not one of those districts. There's, there's some districts out there where you go, huh, like the Joshua Lufkin district. Medina Valley from San Antonio is going to play district games in Laredo. That's kind of a, an odd situation. But this is not one of those. This makes sense when you take a look at the Central Texas. Uh, but it is absolutely Absolutely loaded. And what's so interesting about this is that I think you've got such stylistic differences here that are going to make for a really, really compelling district race. Uh, I, let's let's put it this way: this is a was a sixteen district to mm-hmm. sixteen district. Yep. There's going to be at least one pretty darn good team that might win a lot of other districts. That's going to be blowing up basketballs after week eleven. There's this is a deep. <laughs> dangerous district that I think is going to have a say in the way that Region 3 of 4A Division 2 works out. And by the way, another win for them, a small win for them, is Carthage stayed on the other side of the bracket. Yes, Carthage that's stayed. One. That's one thing, question we always have is where does Carthage go? Carthage stayed in District 8. They stayed in Region 2. So as a result, those teams, if they were to advance that far, would only have to face kind of the big bad bully or the defending state champ Gilmer in a state semifinal. Or I'm sorry, a state championship game. Greg Tepper, managing editor, Dave Campbell's with us here on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas talking UIL realignment, the best day of the year for high school football fans in the state of Texas. And Greg, District 4 in Division 1, Class 4A, Brownwood and Stephenville get to stay in the same district. How huge is that for those two schools with the rivalry that they've had for so many years and be able to continue that not only – playing every year, but now being a district opponent. 
I think as far as five four 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 A Division One, if you want to make an argument that that is the most interesting district in the state, like there's a real argument for that. I know it's only five teams, but there's so much going on. First of all, you got Stephenville and Brownwood reunited, and it feels so good. They they should be in the same <laughs> district. I I'm, this is me, and the, the UIL doesn't listen to me. They shouldn't. I think they should be in the district every year. Like I, I don't care if one of them swells to ten thousand kids and the other one drops to six man. They should be in the same. <laughs> okay? they, we deserve to have a meaningful Brownwood Stephenville game. It's also great, in my opinion, that you've got alumni who are both who are head coaches of both teams with Sterling Doty for Stephenville and Sammy Burnett for Brownwood. That's great. It's just one of the great rivals. The other thing that's interesting here are the other three teams. We're going to focus a lot on Stephenville and Brownwood. Those are not only uh, the two best, uh, you know, the two powers, but also, in my opinion, the two best teams in that district. But the other three teams are really interesting, too. In Lampasas and Burnett and Marble Falls from the central Texas area who are making the very rare, the ultra rare flip from region four to region one. They're going not just across the bracket. They're going catty corners mm-hmm. to the bracket. That is so interesting, and especially for a Burnett program that I think is on the rise right now. Uh, this is a fascinating, fascinating district that you know I, I think there's going to be there's going to be real ripple effect. We're going to pay a lot of attention to Stephenville and Brownwood, obviously, but you add in Lampasas and Burnett and, and Marble Falls, and you have this this wild cross regional uh, kind of big. Big country, hill country uh, district, which is going to make for some road trips for sure, but also just some really fun football. And you talk about Stephenville and Brownwood, two of the the classic powers, but I'm I'm looking at some new bloods here, specifically in 5A Division II District 4. Anna moves up, defending state champs in 4A1, now in 5A2. The team that I had picked after the first couple weeks to win it all last year in Melissa and, oh, by the way, Lucas Lovejoy in there, so you add maybe the best Texas high school football coach of all time in Todd Dodge. How intriguing are the top three in that district? And that's not even including some good Frisco teams in there, too. Uh, I was going to say, let's not overlook <laughs> a state semifinalist. Yeah. <laughs> Frisco Emerson won Region 1 last year. And, and so you have this really top-heavy district. Obviously, a state champion, a state semifinalist, you have, as you mentioned, one of the greatest coaches in Texas high school football history in Todd Dodge taking over a perennial power in Lovejoy. And you've got Melissa. Uh, that's not to mention, you know, there have been years where teams like Denison have up and had great mm-hmm. years. Uh, you know, Frisco Liberty has had great years in the past, Independence. And then the, the new program, Prosper Walnut Grove, has got to be wondering, geez, what do we do to deserve this? Like, <laughs> their first varsity alignment, they get thrown in here. There's a chance that their first varsity district game could be against Todd Dodge. Like that's a, that's, that's tough, but I'll tell you that that is a really, really tough district. And it kind of, to me, one of the headlines coming out of realignment is five, a division two region one. So districts one, two, three, and four, it has really gotten, in my opinion, the glow up. I think you have gotten a, a, you have gotten a region where these teams like it has gotten much more difficult between that and district three, where you've got teams like Argyle, Colleyville heritage, grapevine, 
Everman. Uh, you know, it's a really, really tough district there in District 3. And so I look at that. You, you take those two together, and you're going to have a, a suddenly a much more interesting kind of regional race uh, there. And that's not to mention the two, uh, the two new Wichita Falls schools, Wichita Falls mm-hmm. Memorial and Wichita Falls Legacy, who got sent out west, which I, I think we kind of could have seen coming. They go – they're going to play district games in places like Amarillo, Palo Duro. It is a really kind of revitalized uh, Region 1 of 5A Division 2, and that's, that's going to make for some fun ball in the fall. Greg, in, in- – Two A Division Two. You got Bremont, Chilton, Frost, Goldthwaite, Hubbard, Mart, Meridian, and Wortham. We know who Mart is. Who is the? Is this a much tighter district for the Mart Panthers, or is this just another? Hey, let's just get through district, and we'll see what happens and who we line up with in the in the uh, by district, and go from there. So I wrote this on TexasFootball.com about Mart that. They will, they're really leveling up their competition. So the last two years in their alignment, they went 12-0, and 0, and they beat their opponents by a combined score of 668-41, to 41. okay? <laughs> it was not, like there were not a contest. They played like one tight game against like Dawson, I want to say maybe. Um, they played like one tight game. Maybe like Heiko gave them a run. All that's to say they have been absolutely dominant. And by the way, they haven't lost a district game since 2015. They've been absolutely dominant. Well, here come two powers from Region 4 right into your kitchen. In Chilton, the team they played in the state semifinal last year, and Bremont, who's a team that's no stranger to deep runs themselves. I think overall, when you take a look at what Mart got, uh, you know, and again, this is one of those this is one of those things where I don't think Kevin Hoffman's necessarily upset because I think he wants to he wants to get tested before uh, you know, and he certainly has a hard time finding non-district takers. But here you have two certified legit threats for you. And by the way, I don't think Wortham's that bad. I think Wortham's on the rise as well. I think for I think for Kevin Hoffman, I think he's looking at this district and saying, finally, finally, we are going to have some teams that can punch with us some teams that can challenge us and get us ready for the teams like Albany that we have to see in the state championship. You kind of, that last sentence led me right into my next question, Greg. I mean, we, we, sometimes it gets overblown how much competition in the regular season helps you out deep in the playoffs, but you mentioned it. I mean, Mark just hasn't had that for the last couple of years and it's been a, a drought here. I mean, we're going on almost five years since Mark's won a state championship. That feels like 50 years, a lot of other places. How much does this help them get over those those hurdles uh, when we get to December football? I think it's massive. I really, really do think it's massive because you're going to have these tests and you're going to be, you know, you're like you have to play teams that are going to expose your weaknesses. And, and that's kind of been one of the things with Mart. It happened to Refurio back in the earlier part of oh, the yeah. last decade where they where they would get they would run through everybody. But then but then by the time they found out what they were bad at. It was too late. Like they were, it was it was all over. And that's kind of, in my opinion, what's happened with Martin. Now, last year, Martin against Albany, they were really banged up. I'm, I'm not making excuses. Albany was, in my opinion, the best team in two A Division two, but but certainly they were banged up. But that is one of the things that you have to get like tested. You have to test your metal. That's why you see these non-district showdowns that are that are coming out. That's why South Oak Cliff is going to play Longview in week three, right? That's why Gunner uh, is going to play such a difficult non. They're going to play Salina. Like they're going to play difficult non-district games. Gunner's actually a decent 
avatar here because Gunner has run through their district as well, absolutely dominated them. But they go out there, and they're like, all right, we're going to take on very difficult teams. We're going to go out there. Uh, I know at one point they, I think they, they had a game scheduled with Brock. I think that's going to get dropped now uh, because Brock got into a district where they need to rethink their, uh, their, their non-district. Uh, those are the types of – but they want to play a difficult non-district schedule so that they're not caught off guard whenever they get into a dogfight. And, and that's one of the things that I think for Mart, this is going to be a real benefit for them. They're going to get challenged, and heck, you know, cut your pearls. They may even lose a game. But <laughs> that, that may be, that may be a, a net positive as far as the ultimate goal, which, we, as we all know, in Mart, Texas, is bringing home a title. Greg Tepper, managing editor Dave Campbell's with us talking UIL realignment here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. Greg, where can they find you? I know you got a whole lot more to talk about throughout the rest of the day today. Yeah, TexasFootball.com. We've got a ton going on on TexasFootball.com, winners and losers. Uh, my, my initial overall thoughts, uh, the best districts for recruiting. If you're just a recruiting guy and you want to go pay attention to some of the districts uh, there, uh, go to TexasFootball.com. We've got you covered. And then we're going to spend the next – couple weeks, a couple months breaking all this down because it's, it's just a giant data dump for us. And so we get, to, uh, we get to slice it and dice it every which way. Greg, certainly appreciate the time. I know it's a huge, busy day for you, but thanks for stopping down and spending some time with us here on ESPN Central Texas. Enjoy the rest of the week and your weekend, and, and we'll talk to you soon, man. All right, sounds good, guys. Take care. There he goes, Greg Tepper, Dave Campbell's Magazine, Managing Editor. Nobody knows it better. I mean, look, I know he's a pro's pro, and he's not going to brag about this, but – didn't miss a beat in that. No. I mean, not a beat. And we're flipping, you know, oh, 5A1, 6A, oh, 2A2. He knows all of it, front and back. Um, it's And you could hear the excitement in his voice. I, I just enjoy to talking to him so much. I really do because of the fact that you're you're spot on. He knows it. Incredibly. He studied so. it. He, he spent time on it. And even though it broke, what, three hours ago? Mm-hmm. He's still right on top of it, and he knows that this is who meshes with who, and this is who doesn't mess with who. I, it, it's just amazing how he is able to retain that. I think of Greg Tepper every every March Madness. I think of Greg Tepper because I see these studio shows and even the color commentators, and I'm like, they haven't watched these guys play all year. And I'm like, well, of course. I mean, it's 68 teams. We've got like a couple hundred here. And Greg knows them all. Like, I mean, it, it's just, it's so impressive. And that was, this was fun. I, I, I'm loving the realignment today. I'm loving that District 12 and 4A2. We'll get into some more UIL realignment coming up here on the Press Box. Plus, we'll visit with a familiar face. Your boy Q will join us as we talk NFL. There's been some moves. Cowboys are minus a coach. Commanders are with a coach. That's all coming up on the press box on ESPN Central Texas. But next, she's back. It's the Baylor Coaches Show tonight, live from Rudy's, with the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Join us tonight, beginning at 6 p.m., live from Rudy's, and hear from softball head coach Glenn Moore and men's tennis head coach Michael Woodson. That's tonight from 6 till 7 p.m. for the Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's, here on ESPN Central Texas. 
Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. The next time you need service on your garage door, do yourself a favor and call Precision Garage Door Service. Veteran-owned and operated, Precision Garage Door Service services all brands. They offer same-day service with professionally trained technicians arriving with fully stocked trucks. All calls are answered by a live operator 24-7. All major cards are accepted and financing is available. Serving all of Central Texas, Precision Garage Door Service. You can book your appointment online or call 254-522-9657. Learn more at PrecisionDoorCentralTX.com. People who suffer from arthritis are getting real pain relief with exciting biologic therapies at QC Kinetics. The success rate is there, and there's no better way to treat yourself when it comes to dealing with pain. Meet Tyler Vale, co-founder of QC Kinetics, who says they can't cure arthritis, but they can treat the pain. If you think of the tide coming in and out on the beach and what it does, it erodes the sand, right? You can't stop the tide, but eventually when the sand or the beach gets bad enough, we backfill that beach with sand so that we get generations of enjoyment with that beach again. And the same thing happens happens with your knee or your shoulder or your hip or your back. We want to backfill the problems that have happened to this point. I'm not stopping the tide, so I'm not stopping the arthritis, but I want to get generations of enjoyment out of those joints again. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Learn more about how restorative biologic therapies can get you real and lasting joint pain relief. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. At UBO Business Services, we recognize that on-prem print servers cost an organization $1,800 to $3,600 annually. With UBO, we are the only dealer in the country that can take print driver deployment, offer secure cloud printing, offer follow me print, scan to myself, and cloud as well as X Media's faxing all to the cloud. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Hey, right now at the all-new Volkswagen of Waco, we're holding a February all-out sellout. That means we're out setting all-time sales records, so you can expect huge selection of brand-new Volkswagens, big discounts, easy credit, top dollar for trades. Look, it's car buying, simple, easy, and fun. We're the hometown guys, Volkswagen of Waco and VolkswagenWaco.com. The best price, the best place, it's the best way to buy a car. Steve Myatt, a Stiefel Financial Advisor, is a proud supporter of the Baylor Bears. Since 1890, Stiefel Financial Advisors like Steve Myatt have guided investors seeking to build wealth for future generations. Call Steve Myatt at 254-399-7450 to schedule an appointment or stop by Stiefel Waco office located at 1200 West Highway 6, Stiefel, Nicholas & Company, Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSC. Time now for Stephanie Sports Talk, a look at sports through the eyes of Stephanie, as only she could do with the Googles. Presented by Advanced Leveling House and Foundation Repair, Epperson Tractor, La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina, Mosby's Land Management, Stiefel Investments, Volkswagen of Waco, 
She's back. Ta-da. 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 Oh, boy. <laughs> Did y'all know that today is... Realignment day. Well, yeah, but besides that... Taylor's birthday. It's a, vi- it's a very important day. It's National Texas Day. What? Yeah. It is. It's National Wait, Texas Day. But it's oh, not on the, the same, Facebooks. But it's not the same as not Texas Independence Day? No. Which is March 2nd? Who made this up? The calendar. One of the bushes when they were in office, yeah. I bet. <laughs> but yeah, it's National <laughs> Texas Day, so I guess go eat some no barbecue. Drink a Lone Star beer. I'll live in Texas. How Ooh. about that? I'll live in Texas today. I'll spend my whole day in Texas today. Me too. <laughs> High five on that. Yes. Okay, we've been talking UIL, right? You've been talking, you're going to be talking NFL with your boy Q and all that stuff. I thought he was my boy Q. No, he's mine. Oh, okay. I knew him before all y'all. That's true. So let me tell you something. Well, definitely before me. Here we go. Okay. So what is coming up in 2024 that a lot of people look forward the to? The Olympics. Correct. The election, though. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not go down that road. Okay. Realignment. <laughs> well, so, yeah. So I didn't even know that this was an actual, I mean, I know you did it, but I didn't know this was an actual, like, competitive sport. And I didn't realize it was, because I've never seen it. It's in the Olympics. Okay. Trampoline. What? Trampoline. Is that new to the Olympics? No. Huh? So let me give you a little. You mean trampoline. jumping on a trampoline? Yes. Yes. It's always been in the Olympics. Huh. It's, it, it's, well, yeah. It became Olympic sport in 2000, but it was created in 1934 by a guy named George Neeson or Nyson. I don't know. I screwed it up. George Trampoline. And Larry Griswold. I wonder if he was if Parks, he was related yeah. Yeah, to, related to, <laughs> to cousin Eddie. Craig <laughs> Griswold. Yeah, um, and you By know, the way, can you watch that movie any time of the year? And yes, still and giggle? still laugh. Oh yes, I Christmas can too. Vacation. I can too. It is the best one out of all the ones that he did. I think that might be the that might be the one that we've refer that might be the movie we've referenced the most. I think so. That we not not the Breakfast Club in the open, but, but this one. Yeah, we've, we've talked about it yes. so much. It's great. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so these two dudes, right? They uh, created it um, at the University of Iowa because you know what do you do in Iowa? Nothing. So um, <laughs> wait a minute. You play football, maybe. Time out. What is there to do in Iowa? Nothing. Farm. Okay, but wait a minute. What? You're telling me that the trampoline was invented. Not invented. The sport. Okay. Okay. Um, it it was, Just well, trying, hang on. It's the first myself. modern trampoline was built by George Neeson and Larry Griswold in 1934 at the University of Iowa, according to the Googles. They built it to help. That's the whole problem. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they did it to help, like, astronauts and tumblers, um, you know, so they could work on their skills and all kinds of stuff. Okay, well, right. all right, here's the thing about the sport, okay? I watched videos. You can even go to the actual Olympic website and see actual vis- video of it. Um, it's crazy. Okay, so the trampoline is, like, 16 feet long and nine and a half feet wide, okay? Mm-hmm. And... They call these athletes gymnasts, okay? Or I would think they would have to sure, have yeah, some it's gymnastics kind of skills. Yeah, they would have to have some gymnastics. Background. Do you know how high they jump? Twenty-five to thirty feet, and they're twisting and twirling. Mm-hmm. Okay, first off, if I jump, I can on do a, that. 
Oh, I want to see it. <laughs> because when I've, I've been on a trampoline before, <laughs> like one of those yeah. round ones, and if I get like a foot off, I'm I'm nervous. Like I'm going to fall and bust my head open. I'm right? guessing. Did, I'm guessing they have one of those like big floor ones. You know it's, what I mean? Uh, Where it's, it's like long, okay, yeah, long yes. rectangular, not like the ones you'd have in your no, backyard. No, it's rectangular. Okay. Um, and then, of course, where it's, you know, it, where it's ground level with it. mats around it. Yes. 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 So if you fall off of it, you're not actually falling off. You're not going to, yeah. And if you hit your head. got a place like that here in Waco. Five feet. I got one of yeah, those giant places. Yeah, but are you going, places. yeah, I mean, no, you're no, going no, 30 and flipping. Just so people don't think it's like your backyard trip. Right. And landing, right? There's, right? there's a different deal. I mean, the things you see on YouTube or TikTok where people are crashing through trampolines and falling off trampolines and falling into the pool. I think this is a little safer. Bloopers, like bloopers. like yeah. <laughs> What is that show, America's Greatest Home Videos? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. This is probably a little bit safer. Yeah, I would think it's ground level with yeah. the mats around it, it's which a makes little, it a little if more you look at it, If you look at it on, I've looked at it on YouTube and stuff, like the actual competitions, the trampoline is actually elevated a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. And then you have pads around it, you know, in case you, you know, but it's, but it's not like if you miss the trampoline, you're falling 10 feet to the ground. Well, think about it. Well, so if it's nine and a half feet wide, okay, if you overextend, you could. I don't know. Well, I know, There's but I mean, if you true. overextend yeah. in your backyard on a trampoline that's yeah, you're six going foot to the off ground. the ground, yeah, you're going to it's the ground. a little bit different than right. landing on mats that are right six inches off the trampoline. Right. Well, so get this. So, um... You how you're judged, right? So there's a panel of nine judges. So you're judged on the difficulty of your routine. Sure. How long you can stay in the air. Okay. And how high you go. Kind of like gymnastics. Okay. But they measure it from some type of laser machine on how high you are. Nice. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, how, you know, you looking up, are you like. Well, they're not going to freeze you and get a tape measure well, out exactly. there. Exactly. Or what are those things called? A yardstick? Is that a yardstick? Well, Is that they're, a foot? They're, but, yeah. I, <laughs> Right? Isn't a yardstick a foot? That would be a yard. No, that'd be a yard. Well, what's that ruler thing feet. you got in school? That would be 12 inches. Which is a foot. A ruler. What is 12 inches? A foot? That is. Yes. Okay. A ruler. Okay. I called it a stick. Well, it, I mean, never it's, mind. It's a piece of wood. It, it yeah. a piece of wood, yeah. <sighs> Technically not wrong. But a yardstick is longer piece of wood that it measures a yard. Like on the oh, football field. Oh, is that like what my grandma had that was green? And I could I, stand I up to I, it? I didn't see your grandma, so like I don't a, know. Don't know. Don't know that one. I think that it's what it is. I don't know. Or that you go to a, like a sewing place. like Well, that's what they use at sewing places. Yes, okay, to yeah, measure yeah, a, yard a yard of fabric. Stick. But I thought the ruler was a yardstick. No, a 12 inches a is not a yard. Stick. It's a foot stick. The foot stick. Yep. There you go. It's a foot stick. Anyways, so this is good. this is in the Olympics. Um, and we need to keep our eyes out on Jessica Stevens, okay? She's from the U.S. She won the bronze world, a uh, bronze medal in the world uh, championship this past, like, November, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And um, she's from Great Falls, Montana. Now, I get, you know, what are you going to do in Montana? Nothing. So she took this up, I guess. Maybe it's a Midwest thing. Started in Iowa. She's from and, Montana. Well, I think Iowa's close to Montana, so that makes sense. <laughs> well, not really. <laughs> Right next door. Really, it's in it's in a similar region, but they're in the same not, country. Yeah. Well, I know that because they're at the top of the United States, but I think they're close together. Iowa's more middle, no more of the middle. Oh, maybe it's Idaho. That's closer to Montana. That would be the middle as well. Closer to Montana. 
There you yes. go. Yes. Okay. You can go yes. Montana. <laughs> no, you had it. I- Idaho's right next to it. You got that one. I thought you were going to say okay, Iowa. Okay, so it started Idaho with is... an I. You got that part right. What started with an I? Iowa, Idaho, closer to Montana. Uh, I- he gets, Cam gets me. Anyways, keep your eyes out for just Jessica Stevens. She could be a um, medal contender, um, and you can watch it on August the 2nd. I'm not sure if, like, the main net- network will be showing it or if you got to stream it. I don't have any of that info yet, so stay tuned. But anyways, I had no well, idea that a lot, of a, a lot of the Olympics will be on NBC. It'll mm-hmm. be yes. on some of the NBC affiliates right. with – I think TBS carries some, and TNT will carry some. So yeah, you'll be able to. Yeah, you'll be so able to see a lot of the Olympics. I, I'd like I'm to excited see this. about it. Yeah, because um, you know NBC usually shows the like the swimming and the gymnastics. Yeah, I think that's why I've never seen the trampoline. I've, yeah, because you know it. I'm out in the country. I don't get half that stuff. But right. I didn't even know that it was a thing. That'd be more interesting to me than swimming. Oh come on! Well, I like swimming because my daughter was a swimmer, so. She swam all through high school and stuff. I, Although a, I do like more concrete ways to be judged. You know, I'm, I'm not races a, more I'm, than just yeah, being judged I like on, races. A, on a flip. I'm not a fan of the, the swim, but I, I watch it. I mean, there's other things that I probably won't watch. Yeah. Uh, track and field I, is my number one. I like track and field, and I like the gymnastics, but I do agree with you. Like, if I'm going to be an athlete, I want to be something where I can score or I'm racing against, right. not being judged against. Well, yeah, I mean, it gives you. That's just it me gives personally. you a concrete evidence of what right. you did. I like to right? beat someone head to head, whereas you can have in your mind a perfect routine, and it's a nine point eight. Yeah, because the judge there's tells nothing something you can't. That, de- there's yeah. no defense to it. You exactly. can't defend it. Exactly. So I like defense. So how many inches are in a yard? What? I don't know. That's tough. Don't, don't do that. Don't I'm do not that, that smart. Twelve inches are in a foot. Yep. Okay. I don't know how many three is in feet a yard. in the yard. Three feet. How many inches in 36. three feet? Thirty-six. Yes. Very good. Oh my god! I did, I did that without a calculator. Oh my gosh! I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> 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 Woohoo! Yay for me! All right. All right. By Enjoy the way, bronze day. medal's not good enough here in this country. She needs to bump that up. I know. She needs a gold. I need a gold medal. I just added <laughs> numbers. <laughs> When you get the addition in the geography in the same in the same segment, we, we will get the gold medal. I promise. Okay. There you go. All right. All right. Enjoy it. UIL realignment today. We'll talk more about that. Plus, we're going to get into some NFL as the Commanders have hired their new coach. What does that mean for the Dallas Cowboys? That's next on the press box. Baylor Big Twelve basketball on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor men back home in the Farrell Center on Saturday, hosting Iowa State. Six thirty for the countdown to tip off. Seven p.m. tip off Saturday. Follow the Bears through the Big Twelve Conference with Pat Nunley and John Morris here on the flagship station for Baylor basketball, ESPN Central Texas. Hey, the all-new Volkswagen of Waco. We are the used car superstore. And right now we have probably the best selection between Dallas and Austin. Hey, look, it's not just Volkswagens. We've got them all. Fords and Chevys and Dodges, Toyotas, Hondas, Nissans, lots more. Bigger selection, better prices, and easy credit. You just pick it out, we'll find a way to work it out. Volkswagen of Waco and VolkswagenWaco.com. Hey, it's a better place. 
much better way to buy a car. Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's mine. Okay, everyone, check this out from D'Amori Fine Jewelers in Waco. D'Amori Fine Jewelers now has their own diamond growing machine right here in their own super lab. Yes, you've always been able to get a better premier diamond for the best price at D'Amori Fine Jewelers, but now they have their own growing chamber. Yes, they still have Earthmine Diamond and a great selection of those too, but now if you're in the market for a lab-grown diamond, this is a game changer because you can now get them directly from the source. No middleman markup and only the very best high color, high clarity, and high transparency material. So you can get an incredibly beautiful diamond at an amazingly low price. Come by D'Amori Fine Jewelers on Waco Drive just past New Road and talk about your dream diamond that will become a reality. D'Amori Fine Jewelers at D'AmoriFineJewelers.com. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Central Texas, it's time to support our youth. You're invited to attend the 2024 McLennan County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair February 5th through the 9th at Extraco Event Center in Waco. More than 500 McLennan County 4-H and FFA students will be exhibiting livestock for an opportunity to sell at the annual Sale of Champions Friday, February 9th at 6.30 p.m. Last year's sale brought in a million dollars for student college funds and future projects. For more information, call 254-722-2597 and like the McLennan County Junior Livestock Show on Facebook. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial business is in good hands. Alliance Bank Central Texas with two Waco locations, also in Temple and Georgetown and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch. La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuels Studios. Welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. UIL realignment today. Lots of news coming out. Lots of coaches looking around going, what just happened? <laughs> Lots of coaches go looking around going, oh, boy, we're in good shape. It's, it it's, is uh, a, ooh, it's a fun day. It is a fun day. It is absolutely a fun day. And there will be, there'll be some that, that come out and say, okay, we don't agree with this, and we're going to lobby to try to challenge it. Usually doesn't work out. 
but it's always fun to find out who those are to find out uh, just which direction that uh, these teams are going to have to go. And, you know, again, there there is some surprising travel in the Central Texas, North Texas area that we don't normally see on realignment because of the fact that they – they try to keep it as as close as they possibly can and try to make it as competitive as they can possibly can until you get to West Texas and you just don't you don't have an Find option. Find out what yeah, figure you don't out have what an you option. can do. Yeah. It's just it is what it is. A lot of opt-ins and opt-outs there. Yes. Uh, there's not an option there. And so it's there's a lot of travel. But again, you look at some of these that are going to have to travel and I'll look back to conference 4A division 1. Brownwood, Burnett, Lampasas, Marble Falls, and Stephenville. That's that's a jaunt for the Brownwood Lions and the Stephenville Yellow Jackets yep. to go to Marble Falls. Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, that's, that's not a yeah. short trip. But, boy, do I love having those two. We talked about that with Tepper. Yes. Love having those two in the same district. That Absolutely. is a, a classic rivalry. Mm-hmm. And two powerhouses from different eras, but a great rivalry in there. I'm, I'm excited for that. You know, I loved having China Spring play Stephenville. It was great to have the brand, but... I'm glad that we now have kind of the old days in that District 12 and 4A2 of just that hyper, hyper local mm-hmm. Waco. I agree. Oh, that's going to be fun. I, I think it is. I think it's going to be very interesting to watch this thing unfold. And I think that there's there's really some competitive districts that became – in my opinion, more competitive just because of who are in the districts now. Yeah. And And Greg mentioned it with Mark being able to be tested a little bit in district play, which they haven't been in a while. And that helps you going into the playoffs. It absolutely helps you. I mean, we see it every year. We kind of, it's funny. We we have that discussion about big 12 basketball and whether it ruins teams when they go to the tournament. And yet every year we see it in high school football where the competition matters. And whether that's district or out of district, I mean, South Oak Cliff, which has been one of the, the premier programs the last three or four years, three straight state championship game appearances and two rings, they scheduled tougher than anybody in, in the non-district. And now they have a pretty darn good district to, get, to go with it. Uh, and what, what intrigues me about realignment is a subject that's a little taboo that not a lot of people talk about. And that is the move-ins mm-hmm. and, and the transfers. and it, it, there's nothing illegal about it, you know, unless you're recruiting them. But we see it all the time where kids make a decision for themselves or their families make a decision for them that they want to go and, and give them a better place to shine. And I look at that, that hyper-local Waco district, um, and, and that is a big thing. I mean, China Springs' best receiver this year came from Robinson. They had another impact player from, from Waco High. So how much does that change within districts like that? Or, or the one um, with... With uh, Anna and Melissa and Lucas Lovejoy too, with Todd Dodge. But one of the reasons how, Anna, how did that district just oh. change before the announcement today? And you look up and you go, "All right, Lovejoy's in our district. If if we, if if that happens, we may be okay." Seven days ago, that became, "Uh oh, I don't know if I want this to happen or not." Right. Because right, like one Todd Dodge just took the head job there. Yeah, like Lovejoy's good, right? You're not like, oh, that's a win. That's our homecoming game or anything. But you're like, okay, that's good. Like, you know, iron sharpens iron a little bit. And then you get a Hall of Fame head coach in there who just 
is a serial winner, and you're like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> but like an Anna and a Melissa, they've had a rise in the last couple of years sure. because of being in that region with just tons of talent. And, you know, not everybody goes to the Frisco schools or goes to Allen, and they they find homes at places like Melissa and Anna. Now they're together, and of course, having Lovejoy in there with Todd Dodge, too. So that's that's something, it's obviously never going to stop, but I just wonder how the, the, the power shift and those dynamics shift um, and, and what schools are the next ones to have, you know, uh, kids choose to go there like they did at Anna and Melissa and which teams rise because of that. Um, boy, this is a fun day, man. And I love seeing Waco and Waco High and Waco University in the same district. I do, today. too. I think that's good. That's great. For both of them, you know, obviously. That's good for the school district. It is. And, and universities on the rise, absolutely, the last two seasons under under Keldon Johnson. And Waco High is, is still looking to make that turn. And, you know, for better or for worse, it it puts a game on your schedule that needs no introduction, right? I mean, you've mm-hmm. been playing against these kids for years. It, it, it needs no hype within your locker room. You should be able just to have a rivalry like that within the district that you know you're going to play every year. That that helps a program for sure. And I mean, there are some good teams in there, but I don't think you know these great runaway teams in that district, District Ten. So I think it's kind of open. I do too. I think it's going to be really interesting to kind of watch that one unfold. And I, I think it's almost anybody's district when you get into it uh, because of the fact that I I think. Sometimes a familiar foe is one of the best to have. In District 3A Division 2, I want to get your thoughts on this. Brady, Clifton, Dublin, Early, Eastland, and the Toler Rattlers, who made a long run last year as well. That's That district just tightened up a little bit. Oh, it did, didn't it? Toler always seems to be in the mix, man. Um, but obviously last year making the deep run. Um that that's 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 a good little district right there, man. I mean, again, it's one of those where it's not like you have someone like a Canadian, right? Some dynastic team in there, right. but a lot of solid, solid teams. And it's one of those that just who who has more off nights, who has more vulnerabilities that other teams can expose because they're all going to be strong. I think so. I, I think that's a, a real competitive district, and it's going to be. Really fun to kind of watch it unfold. One we haven't really talked about a whole lot in District 2A Division 1. And, boy, this is maybe one of the most localized districts, maybe in the state. I mean, when you really look at it, you got Bruceville Eddy in District 13, Crawford, Marlin, Moody, Riesel, and Rosebond Lot. I mean that's that's not unlike that four A Division two one. Yeah, it's it's pretty similar. I mean, is the longest travel twenty five miles? Just about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, maybe a little bit more, but not much. And, and what's cool about that is, again, we kind of talked about it with with that four A district and in, in the Waco High Waco University. These kids play against each other growing up, mm-hmm. and you know, with Texas high school football, that's not always the case when you see these districts and how bigger the high schools get versus the junior highs and things like that like these are the town teams that are playing each other every year this is this is what it's more like in the rest of the country i'll say for those who haven't seen high school football outside of texas um and that's that's exciting stuff i still like marlin though oh i do like too. marlin 
But you're right. There's there's a power dynamic at the top here. Marlon Crawford. Mm. What a good day. UIL realignment. And uh, you can find the total realignment at UIL.com if you'd like to uh, go through that as well. Again, the Cowboys are now looking for a defensive coordinator as the Washington Commanders now have their head coach. Dan Quinn is out at Dallas, and he is on his way to Washington. Hugh Myers will join us next. We'll talk about that right here on the Press Box. Nikki Collin and the Bears on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women back home in Foster Pavilion Thursday, hosting the University of Texas. 7 p.m. for the countdown to tip-off. It's a 7.30 tip-off Thursday. Tune into Baylor women's basketball with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman all season long on ESPN Central Texas. How do you measure the human spirit? In pounds? In milliliters? In the distance traveled between yesterday and today? Or maybe there's no way to measure the human spirit. Because as you remind us every day, it simply has no limit. Learn more about how we care for your whole body, mind, and spirit at adventhealth.com. Experience the credit union difference at Heart of Texas FCU. No matter where you are in your financial journey, we are ready to help partner with you for your financial success. We take pride in offering higher yields on CDs, checking accounts, and saving accounts. Plus, we offer lower rates on home, auto, and personal loans. HOT FCU is a not-for-profit, member-owned institution federally backed by the NCUA. Visit a branch location to open an account or visit hotfcu.org today. Member of the NCUA Equal Housing Lender. Hey, Central Texas, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern look and feel. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic wine. Open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. Element Waco Hotel. The Big 12 Shootaround, weekdays at 5.50 on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, right now at the all-new Volkswagen of Waco, we're holding a February all-out sellout. That means we're out to set an all-time sales record, so you can expect huge selection of brand-new Volkswagens, big discounts, easy credit, top dollar for trades. Look, it's car buying, simple, easy, and fun. We're the hometown guys, Volkswagen of Waco and VolkswagenofWaco.com. The best price, the best place, yeah, the best way to buy a car. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. 
It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. On the road with Mr. Rhodes. Hey, here's a shocker. Cars are bigger than people. So if you're behind the wheel, be careful. Those crosswalk stripes, yeah, they aren't left over from National Painted Street like a zebra day. They mean you need to stop for people in crosswalks and yield the right of way when turning at intersections. And no looking at phones, photos, texts, emails, or holding your jeans or where that nickel fell. Oh, and please slow down. Sound advice. Mixed in with professional sound effects. Be safe, drive smart. A message from TechStop. Visit with Q Meyer some game night. Weeknights on ESPN Radio. And welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. It is time to view Q Myers from Game Night on ESPN Radio. Q, Thirsty Thursday, how we doing? Man, I'm telling you, I need a Thirsty Thursday, man. Battling with my guy uh, Emmett Golden on game night each and every night and having to go <laughs> back and forth with him with some ridiculous arguments, man. I need all the Thirsty Thursday in my life I can get. <laughs> Q, I know that you're out in Las Vegas and you're doing your thing on ESPN, but do you know what today is here in the state of Texas? Um, I know it's February 1st. It's the first of the month. It's a hood holiday. What's what's going on today? What did I miss out on? UIL Realignment Day. Oh, my goodness. That is another holiday right there. That is a big-time day right there. I saw that earlier. That's right. It sure is. Big there goes time. my first question. He's going to get Q's thoughts on all the realignment news. Man, no, I saw I saw that the, 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 uh, the conference realignment for, uh, for Temple Midway is it seems like it's a pretty good little nice little conference that they got now. Harker Heights, uh, all that. Yeah, it looks good. I like it. Yeah, it's going to be fun. There is some more of circling the wagons and getting teams closer together. And then there is some travel issues for other teams around. But it is, uh, is going to be fun to kind of watch how this thing unfolds over the next 12 months or 24 months for the UIL. The other thing that I know that isn't you it, hold on, yeah, hold on, isn't it? Uh, isn't it like the farthest drive that you guys got to make now is like Brian? Is it? Did I see that correctly? Or yeah, yeah that for Brian? the Temple Wildcats, it'll be going to Brian. That's going to be the furthest travel that we have to make, which is a a That's not bad. no, it's a nice, nice, nice uh, change of pace. You know what? Yeah. That's like one stop at Bucky's instead of two. (laughs) (laughs) Q Myers with us here on the Press Box. All right, let's get into some NFL. And first and foremost, Dan Quinn is out at Dallas. I don't know that that's a surprise to anybody. I think the longer it went, maybe a little bit more uh, eyebrows raised that he is gone. But did Washington just finally settle, or did they get the guy they wanted? 
that's exactly the S word I was going to use, man. I feel like that that was a settle at the best, right? I mean, I just, I kind of feel like that that's what that was. Um, you know, it was, it was telling when Ben Johnson, the, the Lions offensive coordinator, kind of pulled his name out of that conversation. And all of a sudden you're like, okay, now what? And then you see, uh, you know, the, the Seattle Seahawks make the hire of Mike McDonald uh, from Baltimore. And it's like, okay, now what? Now you're the last of the Mohicans, so what are you going to do? And so then, you know, when, when I saw that Dan Quinn was getting his second interview or they were bringing him back, I was like, okay, that's going to be game, set, match. That's who it's going to be. But honestly, that feels very underwhelming to me. And it's nothing against Dan Quinn, but it's just like if, it seems like, well, there's nobody else out there that we're thinking about. Let's just go ahead and hire this guy and see how it works. I, I, I don't know. I don't think that that was a, a very good hire, especially based off of what I saw last from Dan Quinn where his uh, defense was giving up a whole lot of points to the Green Bay Packers. And Q, I mean, just because they settle doesn't mean it's necessarily surprising. I mean, we're not surprised how much Jerry Jones and the Cowboys settle every year. So with that right. said, with how it was trending for Dan Quinn, it's it's a settle on Washington's side. But were you really surprised to, to see that move, especially after Ben Johnson pulled his name out? No, no, not at all. I actually had kind of mentioned it last night on game night. I was like, well, of course, I mean, Dan Quinn's probably going to be the guy that's going to end up getting the job. And you know what? Maybe it works out for him. Maybe it works out. Uh, I think that there's still a little bit of stink on that organization, to be honest, right? Even though I know there's new ownership, I just don't think that everyone was flocking to, yeah, let me go be the commander's next uh, head football coach. So uh, it just kind of feels like it might have been even a settle on Dan Quinn's part. I think that he probably thought that there was a good chance he was going to head back to Seattle. And, you know, when that job was uh, was filled, when that vacancy was filled, then it was like, okay, now what? Either return to Big D as the defensive coordinator or – you know, end up in Washington. And, and really, I probably would have gone back to Dallas as the defensive coordinator if I didn't think that my head coach was about to get fired, right? I mean, because I think that Mike McCarthy, as soon as well, he won't get fired, he'll just walk away after the season's over. So it's kind of like, then then what, right? If Dan Quinn's defense isn't stellar, then all of a sudden he's, you know, he's at probably out of a job as well. Now, if his defense was great, he might have just been able to slide into that position. So, I mean, I guess it would have been a gamble if he had stuck around. He didn't, so there's that. When you look at what the Cowboys have to do, the next step that they need to make to feel the shoes of Dan Quinn, and I don't know how big those shoes are. They've been really good on turnovers. They've given up some yards. I mean, there's there's good stats and bad stats with Dan Quinn's defense over the past couple of years. But to feel those shoes, where do the Cowboys go? Who is on your radar as the next D.C. for the Cowboys? Man, I, I don't know. They might have to do what a lot of these uh, teams like Baltimore is doing, staying in-house. Right. I mean, I mean, look around. I, I think it's kind of late in the game. It's literally February 1st. It's right. Kind of late in the game to find uh, a guy that's outside of the building. I, I think that they probably have to look indoors and, and maybe, you know, find somebody in there. Maybe the, the secondary coach. I mean, hell, the secondary was fantastic. Right. Maybe maybe that's the, that's the direction that they can go. I, I don't know, man. It's, it's so late in the process. I'm not sure. And then, you know what? Dan Quinn might take some of his guys with him. So you never, you know, you never really know how that's going to shake out. But I, I honestly, I couldn't give you a good guy that I think could be a defensive coordinator for the Cowboys and, and make it make sense. I really can't. And Q, you know, obviously we thought kind of from the beginning that it was Seattle or bust for, for Dan Quinn. And then they go and hire Mike McDonald. And I, I was brushing up on it yesterday, to be honest. And I look at what he did with Baltimore first in points allowed, first in sacks, first in turnovers, the way they play the game. To me, it sounded a lot like a young Dan Quinn. Are, are they, is Seattle just getting the good parts of Dan Quinn and the kind of style that he plays with Dan Quinn? 
I think so, right? And, and I honestly, I, I like the fact that I'm seeing more defensive-minded coaches getting hired because usually the trend is get the hot, the hot young offensive coordinator or whatever. That's that's been a trend, but I do like that more coaches that are on the defensive side are starting to get a little bit of love. But I mean, look, he did some great things with Baltimore. I mean, they have the number one defense. And think about this: there's some guys that are playing in the Super Bowl here in Vegas on the 11th, named the Kansas City Chiefs that didn't score a point in the second half. Right. I mean, you want to talk about something that sharpens your resume, that performance, as opposed to what Dan Quinn did against the Packers. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's night and day. Right. So I think getting McDonald is a is a really good get for the Seattle Seahawks. It it does kind of make me laugh, though, because they got rid of Pete Carroll. They didn't want him as a head coach. So it's like, okay, we're going to get a defensive minded coach just like Pete Carroll. We're just going to get a younger version. So I thought that they were going to switch something up and they had some genius idea what they were going to do. But they didn't. So there's that. And, you know, look, I'm still, to be honest, I'm still uh, upset with the Cowboys and their decision not to move on from Mike McCarthy. I mean, that performance that we saw against Green Bay was just terrible. And, I mean, even even if you want to go out on a limb and go and bring in Mike Rabel, who looks like he's not going to get a job, uh, I mean, Belichick's still out there, but whatever, that that is what it is. Uh, it, just, it just doesn't make too much sense. I, I don't know what's going on in Dallas. All I know is that Jerry at the Senior Bowl is hilarious, talking about the – Cowboys are hanging around the rim, hanging around the rim. We're just hanging around the rim. He literally said, hang around the rim four times in 22 seconds. And and then he said, but we're not getting it in. Well, are you not getting the ball in bounds? Are you not getting the ball in the hoop? Either way, you're not winning. So I I don't know what the hell is going on with Jerry. I I agree. And I, I, you know, again, another thing that he said, and that was what I was going to ask you next, Q, is we're all in on 2024. When you hear that from Jerry Jones, what does that even mean? Does that mean, okay, we're going to sign Dak. We're going to sign the the wide receiver that we need to sign in C.D. Lamb, and we're going to maybe, maybe go out and make a deal for a running back somewhere. Is that pushing chips all in? I mean, you're staying with Mike McCarthy, who can't get it right. done, and – I just I don't know what that means all in. I now what I want it to mean is hey, we're going to go out for the first time in 25 26 years and play the free agent market and spend some money. I don't believe it. Right. No, no, I I don't either and it, it's funny. Yeah, when he said that we're all in on 2024, okay, well, so you weren't all in on 2023? You weren't all in on 2022? You weren't all in on 2021? Like, I mean, okay, so what what are we doing? Like, I just I just don't understand it. And it's funny because Jerry, to me, doesn't make sense so many times. But he also makes so much sense because you know that you're going to get some kind of great soundbite that, right. you know, you'll be, able to, you'll be able to talk about. But, yeah, I mean, it just doesn't even make any sense. And even I, I heard Michael Parsons say, you know, well, we need to go out and get some players that we, we didn't go get or we need to go and do what we didn't go do in 2023 and bring in the pieces that we need. It's like, okay, well, what, the, what else do you need? Like, what, what else do you need to be successful? Like you, I think that on paper, again, it's just on paper, the Cowboys roster is much better than the Packers roster. The Packers sure. went into your house and blew you out the water. So what did they have that you didn't have that was so special? What was the secret sauce that they had that you didn't have? Like, did you show up and pick up a 12-piece of wings and you didn't get any sauce? Like, you didn't get any dry rubs? <laughs> they weren't cooked? Like, well, I mean, like, what are, what are we doing? Right? Like, it's Thirsty Thursday and you never got, you know, the waitress never came by and took your order? Like, what? I don't understand that. Like, how do you say that they weren't all in and they didn't have they didn't have everything they needed? What else do you need? It's not players, in my opinion. 
It's somebody on the sideline who's pushing the right buttons, and that comes back on the coaching staff. And looking at those Micah Parsons comments specifically, he also mentions who he wants to be as the defensive coordinator. Now, maybe I'm just old man about this a little bit, Q, but for years, the Patriots didn't let the noise get out. They always won. Uh, The Chiefs don't let the noise out right now. The Colts didn't let the noise out for years other than that kicker, and, and they won. And yet I'm hearing these Cowboys family members, three in the same week, dissing the team, and then Micah Parsons goes out there and says, you know, I didn't think we went all in this year. I'm glad we're going to, or this past year, I'm glad we're going to this upcoming year. Oh, and I also want this guy to be the defensive coordinator. Obviously, players have more of a voice than ever, but do you think that just puts too much negative attention on a team? Man, it, it's, it does. It really does, right? The, the good organizations find ways to, to keep everything in-house, like you said. Right, just keep everything in house. Don't don't let it get out there because there's no need to. Because then all of a sudden you realize that there's cracks in the armor. And it's funny. We went into this off season, and I thought I looked at the Eagles and I looked at the Cowboys and said, okay, the Eagles have a lot of issues. Right? They have talent, but they have a lot of issues. Like I don't think all those dudes in that locker room like them, like each other. So I thought, okay, the Cowboys have a lot easier, you know, situation in hand. They could fix what's wrong with them. But now, every now you're hearing, you know, Dak, Dak's brothers talking on social media. <laughs> um, you know, uh, CD Lamb's mom is talking on Facebook, and uh, you know, you got uh, others just talking. It's just all these different. Got Michael Parsons' brother, and it's like everyone's. What is this pillow talk going on? <laughs> so it all has to come from somewhere, right? So now, I mean, it's like it's like if I'm talking about if all of a sudden it comes down, I was like, hey, you know. Uh, Q doesn't really like Ward. Well, where did that come from? Well, I don't know. Maybe Q said something, right? I mean, it's like there's – I feel like that there's 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 too much, you know, he say, she say going on. It feels like it's like a high school recess or something going on <laughs> or, or a middle school recess, right? It's like a, a, it's weird, man. It's just really weird, but it doesn't surprise me because it's the Cowboys, which is, you know, it's, it's, it's what it is. There's always so much conversation, and the team is good, man. They won 12 games. They're good. But winning 12 games and winning the division – isn't the bright, shiny thing that it is for every organization, right? Some organizations would love to win 12 games and, and, and win their division. The Cowboys have bigger, bigger goals, bigger fish to fry, and it doesn't seem like they're anywhere closer to getting that than some of these teams that didn't even make the playoffs. Your boy Q, Q Myers, host of Game Night here on ESPN with us inside the press box on ESPN Central Texas. And Q, Senior Bowl going on this week, and we already talked about how Jerry has kind of put himself out in the forefront, making the comments he's made but for the game itself and the practices itself, I know you spend a lot of time looking at these guys because you're on top of the draft. Who are we supposed to look at coming up this weekend at the Senior Bowl? Well, I like, I mean, the quarterbacks are always going to get all the conversation. I like Michael Penix. I think Bo Nix is a good one, too, right? I mean, both these guys, they played in the Pac-12, and, and obviously Michael Penix went and played in the national championship game. He's got a little bit of injury concern, obviously, with what he did at Indiana, but he seems like he's pretty healthy right now. He's been doing pretty well uh, at the Senior Bowl, so that's something to pay attention to. And, you know, like you said, I, I love this time of year. This is uh, my favorite, being able to pay attention and, and look at what these guys are doing. Uh, but as far as, like, a cornerback, man, if you if you want to focus in on a guy, how about Quinion Mitchell, man, a guy out of uh, Toledo. And this dude, he has just been balling out at the Senior Bowl. I mean, this, this guy has been the best cornerback. He actually might be the first corner taken off the board come late April just because of the way that he's been able to show who he is. And, again, this guy comes from Toledo, so it's not the Alabamas. It's not the Georgias. It's not the usual suspects. But 
It doesn't matter where they went, man. It's what they can do. And this dude, he can absolutely play. Um, there's a there's a few other guys that I think are doing really well. Um, there's uh, Guyton, the the offensive tackle from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Big monster, dude. Big monster, dude. He could do some good things out there. So if you're looking for a tackle, probably a right tackle. He's probably a guy that could be there for about 10 years. That guy, he, he can hold it down, and he's been out there in Mobile uh, looking really good, and, and everyone's talking about how fantastic he is. So that's definitely something to pay attention to. And uh, Latu, 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 I'm going to say his name wrong because I always do. Uh, Latu, Latu, there you go. Latu, Latu. Yeah, you'll, by the time April comes, I'll be able to say that name like his name is John <laughs> I'm telling you. Because this dude is fantastic. This guy, what, you want to talk about a story, man. This guy went to Washington, right? He got a half a sack, and then he hurt his neck, and he actually had to medically retire. And then a couple seasons later, he actually was cleared by UCLA. And so he went to UCLA, and he's been all he did is ball out, man. His first year there, he had 13 sacks. Last season, he had 12 sacks there. I mean, he's just he's been killing it. And so he's at the Senior Bowl, and the first couple days of practice, he was fantastic. He was so good. He isn't even in practice today. He was like, you know what? Ain't got to practice. I'm good. Don't have to play in the game on Saturday. I'm good. I'm going to be. A, he's probably going to be a top ten pick just based off wow. of, of what he did at UCLA the last two seasons, and then he like solidified himself at the Senior Bowl this week. And Q, looking back on those quarterbacks, specifically Knicks and, and Penix, is there a world where they shine enough? And some teams that are either in the middle of the first round, someone like a Seattle will will take a flyer on them. I, I know it sounds weird to say take a flyer on a first round pick, but, you know, kind of outside of those top three quarterbacks or even one of those teams that's in the top five. And they think, well, we like this kid. We might be able to get him in the second round. We might draft Marvin Harrison Jr. instead of the quarterback. Do you see them playing well enough in these senior bowl practices uh, to, to shake up the draft a little bit like that? Yeah, I think that they're definitely going to end up being first-round guys. Like, a lot of people that I've talked to said, yeah, you know, they're probably second-round picks. They're probably not the first-round picks. But I think with what they're doing, like you mentioned, being able to show out at the Senior Bowl, they're going to go to the Combine. For Michael Penix, it's all about the Combine. It's all about the Combine, and it's all about the medicals. If he goes out there and he checks all the boxes for the medicals, he'll be fine, and he'll end up being a first-round pick. I'll tell you right now, it's funny. The team I cover here in Vegas, the Raiders, they need a quarterback, and they might do exactly what you just said. They're picking at number 13. Depending on what they decide to do, they might try to grab a quarterback. They might or a, a wide receiver. They might try to grab like a Roma Dunze early in the, in the draft, maybe at 13 or maybe move up to like 9 or, or 8 to go get him, and he'd be as a, a superstar wide receiver and then try to grab, grab Michael Penix a little bit later, who was Adunze's quarterback at Washington, and kind of do what uh, they did in Cincinnati with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, or what they did in Miami with Tua and, and Jalen Waddell, or you know teams like that that are going and getting the teammate, like what they did in Philadelphia uh, with Devontae Smith and Jalen Hurts. Those guys played at Alabama together. You know, it's just they can do that, and, and I would not be surprised. I think you're going to start to see more teams do that especially with the talented wide receivers that are coming into the league. This is a deep, deep draft for wide receivers. So if your team needs an alpha dog or, or even a, a great number two, uh, this, this is a draft for it, man. Those wide receivers are definitely there. But I can see the Raiders making a move like that with Penix, and I think that he's the kind of quarterback that the, the Raiders would like. Strong, strong arm, man. He could throw the ball. He could throw the ball from where I'm at to you, right? I mean, he, <laughs> he, he's, his, his, uh, his arm is so strong, it's, it's ridiculous. So, uh, yeah, man, that, that's a guy to look out for for sure. Your boy Q with us here on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. And let's stay with college football for just a second. I want to get your opinion on what the state of college football is right now. 
you've seen some big names out of college football, and I'm talking coaches, decide, you know what? This is not for me anymore. Jim Harbaugh goes to the Chargers. I know it's an NFL job. I get that. But he had a pretty good deal at Michigan just winning the national championship. The greatest coach ever, Nick Saban, says, you know what? I'm done. Boston College loses their head coach to go be a D.C. at Green Bay. The landscape of college football with the NIL and the free agency and the transfer portal the way it is, has it ruined the game of college football that we're going to see a lot of coaches that we respect and make this game great decide that, you know what, it's just not worth it anymore? You know, I don't think it's ruined the game. I think it's ruined the game for older coaches that are like, I don't want to do this anymore, like you just said, right? I mean, Nick Saban, one of the main reasons he retired because he's tired of re-recruiting his players. He's yep. tired of recruiting them, getting them there, and then after every season having to re- recruit them again, right? And then have to say, well, I want to come to Bama, but how much are you going to pay me? Well, wait, what do you mean? This is Alabama. You come to Alabama because you want to play at Alabama and want to have a chance, a chance to win a championship. Yeah, but I can go across here and I can get $2 million to play, and I'm good, right? So he's tired of that, like talking to many different players that either formerly went to Alabama or guys that are around the program, that's one of the biggest things. You know, like he even after losing in the in the college football playoffs, he was on the road for like a couple of weeks. And after that he was just done. He was just just tired of it. He, he's older and, and doesn't want to do it. Jim Harbaugh, I think he left because well everything that's swirling around him, all his infractions and all, everything that's coming up and possible suspensions and he missed six games last year because of suspension. I think he's just tired of all that. It's like, you know what? I just go to the NFL. All I got to do is get a guy under contract and make it happen, right? I mean, so it's it's that that's funny, but I I do, man. I think that you're going to start to see a lot of coaches that say, yeah, this isn't worth it uh, because it's just, it's just doing too much work. I mean, I once I get them in, I used to be able to keep them in. Now I can't, and you know that's beneficial to the player. It also helps play. Uh, I think level out the playing field a little bit in college football. But for some of these coaches, are like, yeah, I've already got my championships. I've already got my legacy. Um, I'm good. I, I can go ahead and walk away and feel comfortable. And I think that's what Nick Saban in particular did. Hey, Q, I, I can't believe we've gotten into this interview this long without asking you this. I know you talked about it on the show this week. I've asked just about everyone I've known about it this week. Sunday night, Dan Campbell, that second fourth down with about seven minutes left in the fourth quarter instead of taking the game-tying field goal. Do you take the points there? I, it's funny. I mean, I honestly, with Dan Campbell, my issue, my issue was with him in the first half. Right before halftime, I actually wanted him to go for the touchdown. Yeah. I thought that you score a touchdown right there. It was it fourth and three from the three-yard line, fourth and goal from the three-yard line. I actually wanted him to go for the touchdown there because I felt like that was the kill shot. Like, you get that, and you are you got 28 points on the board going into halftime. You, you're the Niners. You feel like, man, what are we going to do? We're stuck. But you kick that field goal, and I felt like it just gave him enough life to say, yeah, I'm still here. I'm still around. Right. And then in the second half, I, I mean, especially when they had an opportunity to tie the game, like you have to tie the game. You can't just say, well, the hell with tying the game. We're going to go for it. And we're going to go try to win it. No, you got to at least tie it. You got to assure yourself that you're going to tie the game and then, you know, worry about everything else later. But uh, yeah, I just, I get it that that's what he's done all year long. That's how they got there. I respect that. Uh, you know, he said he feels good about himself since he did it and, and he wouldn't have felt good about himself if he hadn't done it. I think the mistake he made really was not going for it in the first half as opposed to going for it in the second half. Q Myers with us in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. And Q, I, I know if you've talked about this, and 
I look. How much is it a is it amazing to you that the Kansas City Chiefs and Pat Mahomes can just turn the volume up getting into the playoffs? Because it's not like they were blistering everybody going into the playoffs, but man, do they look good right now? Yeah, they really do, and it'll teach us not to continue to say, "Oh, you know, I think they're done," and, and go against Patrick Mahomes. As long as they got fifteen, man, they've got a they've got a really good opportunity. They really got a great opportunity. I mean, that dude is just so stinking good. And now the Chiefs are becoming that team that is really like a villain in the league, almost like the Patriots when they started winning so much. It was like, okay, I'm tired of these guys. You know, like the Warriors in NBA, Mm -hmm. they kept winning so much. It's like, okay, those guys, somebody beat them. I'm tired of those guys. Like once you start to get that kind of dominance, they win the Super Bowl coming up on the 11th. I have a feeling that that's how it's going to be. It's going to be the league against the Chiefs because they're tired of it. Okay, that was great. You were cool. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes does some great things with the ball, but we don't want you to win anymore. Like, I could totally see that. But this dude is incredible. Man, you know, they, they made all these big stories about him going on the road. And I remember saying, like, who cares? Like, it's cold in Kansas City. Who cares? <laughs> it was cold in Buffalo. He ain't worried about that. It's cold in Baltimore. He ain't worried about that. Like, just he's just going to go out there and play. And, you know, I feel like, like especially with Baltimore, they – they were they were tight. They they didn't play their style of game. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they wanted to go out and prove that Lamar Jackson could do Patrick Mahomes type things. And guess what? You don't have to be Pat Mahomes. You got to be Lamar Jackson, right? That's all you got to do. You don't have to be anyone else. But he didn't want to do that. He wanted to stand in the pocket, dance a little bit, throw the ball down the field, and show that he can go toe to toe with Pat Mahomes. And well, that didn't work out very well. You know, it was just it was just a bad situation. So um, yeah, man. It, it, it's it's amazing. It really is amazing what Pat Mahomes has been able to do in the short time that he's been in the league. I mean, because really, it's been a short time. Now, we're blessed because we got to see him while he was at Texas Tech, uh, obviously covering the Big 12, so that's great. We've, we're very familiar with him. But he's only been a starter six years. Right. All he's done is go to the AFC Championship game six times. And now all he's done is go to the Super Bowl four times. I mean, like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, this, is, this, this can't be real life, right? I mean, this happens. This is awesome. So uh, as much as, you know, it pains me as a Raider fan and a guy who covers the Raiders to have to see that and have to go battle that all the time and have, have a team battle it, it's still, it's still like you got to hit the cap and say, man, that, that's a hell of a player right there. And with all of those accolades and the obvious off-the-page talent that, that Mahomes has, I've heard some people who get paid to talk about sports for a living say this this week. Is Pat Mahomes already the second-best quarterback ever? I think, oh man, it's that's tough, man. Because look, you got to give the respect to, to Brady, obviously. You got to give the respect to, to Joe Montana, obviously. And uh, there's other great quarterbacks that are in the Hall of Fame already. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to say he's the second best already, but I'll tell you what, he's full steam ahead to being the best. I'll, I'll say that he's he's full steam ahead. I mean, it's only been six years as a starter, and he's already done a lot more than than most dudes ever do in their whole career. So you know, you give him a little bit more longevity, sure. Like I, I don't. I don't. I never like to to have to. I don't know. Uh, categorize guys if they're the best, if they're the second best, third. I hate to do that right now. Like I like to look at the whole body of work of what they were able to do, and then go from there. But I mean, with the path that he's on, why not? <laughs> right? Why not? The dude. The dude is fantastic. He's he's gonna he's gonna break record on top of record as long as he stays healthy and keeps playing. Well, it, and, and I think it's impressive too, Q, that you look at. Patrick Mahomes and what he's been able to do in those six years, he hasn't had the same supporting cast in those six years. It's been different characters that he's brought up and said, hey, I need you to play at this level. That's a rarity to have a guy that can bring guys up that 
probably aren't as top-notch as you would like them to be, but get them to play the best that they can possibly can and gets the best out of those players, that's also rare air. Yeah, it is. It really is. And this was the year that he wasn't supposed to do it because the offense wasn't very good. And then, you know, the other year it was not, it was supposed to be the year where he couldn't do it because Tyreek Hill wasn't there. Mm -hmm. And then the other year he wasn't supposed to do it. You know what I mean? It's like, it's all these years why he wasn't supposed to do it, but yet he keeps doing it. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, that's, that's all you need to know. Right. And honestly, I fell for the banana in the tailpipe when Tyreek Hill left. Right, because that's when the Raiders got Devontae Adams and Denver got Russell Wilson and man, Justin Herbert's in LA. Oh, look out. The AFC West is gonna be crazy, man. You better watch out. They're gonna beat up on each other every single week and the Chiefs, man, they can't compete this year. Man, come on. Get out of here. Man, what whatever. Right? That none of that mattered. Right? Pat's like, Hey, cuckoo, you guys forget I'm still here? Yeah, I'm still here. I ain't going nowhere. Right? The most important position on the field, I got this covered. So, yeah, it, it was it, it, it's, it's amazing what he's been able to do, man. Like I said, I got to give him all the respect in the world. Uh, I hate to do it. I'll tell you, as you know, man, I was I was I put my head down when I was in Philadelphia and he got drafted. I was right in front of the Rocky steps. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget this. I was standing in front of the Rocky steps in Philadelphia right when they said Kansas City is trading up. They're going up from 27 to number 10. Well, they got to go get a quarterback. And I was like, oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. And they, they said Patrick Mahomes, who, by the way, this is what the league thought about Patrick Mahomes. Think about this. He wasn't even in the draft. He wasn't even at the draft in Philly. Right. Think about that. He was at home in East Texas with his family and his agent. Think about that. Now think about where Pat Mahomes is today. You telling me the league wouldn't have done everything that they could have to have that dude front and center? And, oh, by the way, he wouldn't have been on the board at 10. He'd have been off the board at 1. <laughs> right? Right. So, that's just unbelievable how sometimes you just you just don't know. And, like, we all knew he was good. I didn't know he was going to be this, but he's, man, he's phenomenal. He's wild. Q Myers hosts a game night right here on ESPN coming up uh, this evening and throughout Monday through Friday for you. Q, what's coming up? Well, actually, we're, we, have a, we have a show tonight. I'm excited. We oh. have a show. I'm oh, boy. About that. <laughs> yeah, buddy. We're going to do some check-ins with the, the Senior Bowl. Uh, our good friend Matt Miller is going to be on the show. Uh, we're going to obviously talk uh, a lot of NBA. We're actually coming out the NBA game, the Celtics and the Lakers. And, oh, by the way, the Lakers stink. So, uh, and no yeah, LeBron or AD tonight, Q. They announced it during the interview. Right. This Celtics yeah, fan yeah, look, is sad. I'll tell you this: when they were, uh, when the Lakers were eleven point underdogs, I knew that. I was like, "Oh yeah, there's, there's at least one dude's not playing." That'll tell you all you need to know. But uh, yeah, man. So I'm glad that 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 game's not going to hold up the show at all. We're still going to come on uh, right when we're supposed to come on and, and talk a lot of NFL, talk a lot of obviously Super Bowl. Uh, these coaching hire Dan Quinn will be a big deal. Uh, like I said, the Senior Bowl we'll be talking about. Man, we're we're going to be busy, man. We're we're going to be wall to wall. Uh, we're going to talk some nonsense at the same time because that's what we do. Can't wait for tonight. That is Q Myers, your boy Q, as you know him here in Central Texas with Game Night on ESPN. And don't forget, you can get it on satellite radio as well. Q, always appreciate the time. Happy Thirsty Thursday. And we'll talk Super Bowl coming up next Thursday. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Live from Radio Row. I can't wait, man. I appreciate you. All right. There he goes. Your boy Q with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. Nobody covers it better than your boy Q. And uh, so proud of him and what he's been able to do. But I, I'm looking forward to next week as well, being able, because he'll be on Radio Row. There'll be a lot of things and a lot of, by Thursday, there's going to be some unfolding, Cameron, yeah. of some things that are happening on Radio Row. And it's the Super Bowl and some rumors and all that stuff that's going on. It should be a whole lot of fun as we get 
one week closer to the 49ers and the Chiefs. Have you changed your pick yet? We're on Thursday. Not yet. Okay. I think it's going to come next week. I think it'll be a little tighter than I said the other day. I think I said Chiefs 10. I'm going to go Chiefs 6 now. Okay. Nothing's happened. I've just given four more points to San Francisco. <laughs> Which, by the way, I wish I had the same reaction as Q did. It would have When Patrick Mahomes got drafted, it would have made me feel a lot smarter. I didn't think it was going to work. Not that I was crusading against it, but I said, ah, that kind of offense, NFL, we haven't seen it work yet. Here we yeah, are. Yeah, but I mean, Six, he's, seven years later. he's really not running the offense that Kingsbury no, ran that, that was with. The thing. I yeah, mean, that's that was the thing. That that's a it's a whole lot different. He is more of it, it's an attack offense. Yeah, make no mistake about it. But it's not just hey, we're going to just sit back and try to throw for seven hundred yards, right. and we're we refuse to run the football the way. I mean, how does Cliff Kingsbury think that he looks back and sees Pat Mahomes? In the NFC Championship, six years in a row as a starter for the Kansas City Chiefs, and you had him in Lubbock, Texas, and you couldn't win a Big 12 championship? You could have been a legend at your alma mater. A le- yeah. Unfireable. You had that guy, and you couldn't win a Big 12 championship with Patrick Mahomes? Unbelievable. It's not like they flipped a switch and, oh, he's in the NFL now, he's a different quarterback. He's not. No. He does stuff that just amazes you. He's he's the Michael Jordan of the NFL, in my opinion. Right now, yeah. And what we what we didn't know was that he could make all the throws. And he proved and he can make, right away. Not only he all, can make the all the he throws, he could make, make throws you're not supposed to make. Yeah. I mean, he... Good look, I'm not going to say he's like this great steal at what was he, 10th overall. But, um, yeah, I was one of those who was... A doubter, but like midway through his first season, I was no longer a doubter. I didn't, I didn't hold on to that too long. But Cliff fumbled the bag there, man. He did. Oh, I think so. And, and to the point where I wonder what kind of coach Cliff Kingsbury was, because I thought he was a great OC at A and M. Obviously, Johnny Manziel in his Heisman year, and then you hear him on this documentary that came out last year and said, "Yeah, I didn't really run plays. I didn't really even call plays sometimes for Johnny. I just kind of let him go." And then he. Fails as a head coach at two other places, and you think, boy, is Cliff really a coach? I don't know. I, but he fumbled that one big time. I think he did. I'm re- I really do. And, and I, don't, I don't know. Tech fans. Like, I know tech fans are all, all in on the Chiefs, a lot of them. You know, they love seeing the success, and that's great. I would do the same thing if it was a Baylor quarterback. But th- does it come with that bit of, you know, regret? Or oh, has absolutely. That, has that gone away by uh, by now? Of just no. like No. You had, I mean, you have, didn't even really come close. To the big he wins another Super Bowl on Sunday, a week from Sunday, excuse me. Mm-hmm. He wins another Super Bowl, goes back to back, and wins another one. And if you're a Tech fan and you're not banging your head against the wall, there's something wrong with you. Hey, at least you guys started him. How do you think Michigan fans felt for all those years? Yeah. We're starting Drew Henson over the greatest quarterback ever. I know he wasn't that, but. Jeez, I mean, he was a really effective quarterback in college still. But I mean, look, you, you look at Pat Mahomes, and he piled up super numbers at, at Texas Tech. Oh, video State. game. Yeah, yeah, it was unbelievable. But at some point, you got to understand, hey, this is this is a team game. And, I mean, if, if you get a mediocre defense, mediocre defense in Lubbock, you got a chance if you got that guy on your roster. Yeah. Or at least you would think. And 
I don't know. Maybe and I wonder. You I, know, I just I'm, don't see how I, I. I don't see a huge difference in the way Pat played in college and the way he plays in the NFL. Is he better now? Yes, he's better now because he's more seasoned as a quarterback. But he made some incredible plays in Lubbock too. Oh yeah, I don't think he had a lot of talent, but he, and it's all NFL level. But he doesn't have a ton of talent this year. But no, he, he doesn't. Obviously, it's his fifth, sixth year in the league, so he's like you said, he's and developed the best quite a bit. They've had yeah, that helps, helps too. And and I, you know, we talk about the Tech fans having the regret. I wonder what Charlie Strong thinks about that Ooh. these days, man. I don't know what he's up to. I, he's coaching somewhere. I saw it this year, but um, one of the Florida schools, maybe. I don't know, but you know, I know he wasn't the highest touted guy, but he was he was a, a a big enough name out of high school. I mean, he was a big playmaker out of high school, and the fact that Texas missed out on him and Johnny Manziel in a two three year span is, is the, incredible. They actually under Mac Brown they they missed out on three straight Heisman winners. That's true with RG three, RG three, Jameis Winston, yes, and, and Johnny Manziel. Mac Brown wanted them all to be defensive backs, and they were like, "No, we're quarterbacks." So they all end up going to their respective schools. <laughs> and by the and way, winning Mac, Heisman he was, trophies and he was a much better coach than Charlie Strong, which yes. is funny. Like, yeah, because remember, there's that story of Mac with RG three after a game, like trying to get him to transfer there, basically. And <laughs> and Winston had that rumor of if uh, if Jimbo went to UT when that job opened up after Mac, he would go with him. He wanted to play at Texas as a high schooler. So yeah, I forgot that's. Three straight, they missed out on and the national championship in there too with Jameis. Oof! Don't forget, coach, the show coming up tonight right here on ESPN Central Texas, followed by Baylor women's basketball. It's number twelve and number thirteen going at it in the Foster Texas and Baylor right here. Seven thirty is your tip off on ESPN Central Texas. Coming up next, it's JMO followed by Matt Mosley on the Matt Mosley Show right here on ESPN Central Texas. That's going to do it for us here on this UIL Realignment Day. A whole lot of fun today. We appreciate you joining us for Cam and Aaron. I'm Ward White. So until next time, so long, everybody. It's the Baylor Coaches Show tonight, live from Rudy's, with the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Join us tonight, beginning at 6 p.m., live from Rudy's, and hear from softball head coach Glenn Moore and men's tennis head coach Michael Woodson. That's tonight from 6 till 7 p.m. for the Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's, here on ESPN Central Texas.